0: Welcome to Adulting. The following podcast was recorded live on Blab. Welcome to Adulting, the podcast where we want to adult every day. Download episodes at adulting.tv All right, so let's get started. Uh, welcome, John. Uh, welcome, Miranda. I'm Luke with adulting.tv Live, and uh, today we're going to talk about failure. Um, so, uh, so yeah, uh, how do you know? Uh, well, well, John, why don't you introduce yourself and uh, give everyone an idea of who you are and uh, a little bit about yourself? So, my name is John Rampton.
1: Uh, I've been an entrepreneur my whole life. Uh, you know, I've had my fair successes of uh, successes and failure, So, you know, I, I like to talk about those openly with people. Uh, you know, I have my own company, do.com. I also uh, blog a lot on my own personal site and for lots of other
0: people's sites. All right. Well, when did you start with entrepreneurship? Uh, did you know that that was always something that you wanted to do? Yeah,
1: so I have... Uh, you know, kind of naturally always been an entrepreneur. From a young age, my parents never gave me money or helped me out with anything like that. So, you know, I never, you know, naturally I was like, hey, I want money. And then, <laughs> you know, other things grew out of that. So, you know, it, it helped me become an entrepreneur. I've always enjoyed building things, making things, you know,
0: the thrill of stuff like that. So, yeah. What was it about money that you wanted? I mean, that's 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 a really yeah, interesting. What
1: what about money do we not want? I mean, money is awesome. I mean, it, it's really hard to live a nice life without money, uh, and that's what I really liked about it. Is it it would buy me the things that I you know most friends didn't have, or it would buy me the luxury of you know not having to worry about like things, you know. nowadays like money's you know money's necessary but like if if i have a year's uh you know bill sitting in my bank account i don't have to be all stressed about going to the gas station and filling up my car like wondering if that gas went up 20 cents in the past week or at the grocery store wondering if i need to get you know a smaller thing of milk because i can't afford it like those are the little things i know that sounds like really really stupid but when you have to worry about those things there are, i mean there's millions of families in america and all over the world that have to worry about you know things that you know e- money could easily solve
2: so so tell us a little bit about failure <laughs> what what are yeah. some of your i mean you're an entrepreneur you're you're yep. moving forward but uh you know we hear about all of these successful ventures but a lot of the time we don't understand that before that success comes, there's a lot of failure that comes as well.
1: Yeah. So, I mean, I bet I've started 20 businesses in my life and only three of them have been successful. You know, mo- most have been unsuccessful. You know, most, most things we don't count as unsuccessful. Like, Oh, like I started this blog and it didn't work out. Mm-hmm. Like people don't really think of that as the, you know, it's still a failure in our lives. I mean, One of my epic failures was I bought a company. Uh, I bought a company called Organizing Ventures. We owned Organize.com, the storage store, storage store, closet rack, and like all these other things. We were doing millions and millions in sales every single month. And uh, I mean, I had a, uh, a large team and everything. So I came into the company and I purchased the company and everything was going great and wonderful and from the time I bought it to about the time before we failed, we had almost 10xed the company. Mm-hmm. Like, almost 10xed from what we were at. And, you know, I you I look that at... a failure. I mean, how... how... Well, yeah, it wasn't a failure till it was. Like, right. we were doing great. <laughs> and then Amazon shut us off. And Amazon's like, we're not turning you guys back on ever. And that accounted for 90% of all of our sales. Oh. So, I mean from one month to another i mean we went down 2 million dollars in revenue wow and that like that killed us overnight and literally we went from being on top of the world to being like not even on the world and i look at that as like one of my biggest failures you know i was the guy who 2 weeks later had to go into the room and let every person in the company go because we couldn't afford to pay payroll another couple weeks Mm. You know, I was the guy who had to liquidate our entire, you know, 10,000 square foot warehouse, you know, in three days. You know, you you look at like failure and it's like that was, you know, kind of my epic failure, you know, that I talk about openly. And, you know, I I always say that's, you know, my how I lost a million dollars in six weeks was, uh, you know, it was that business. And I had put a lot of money into it, a lot of time into it. You know, my my wife at the time, we were three months months married at the time. We'd only been married three months when that business went under. And she, for the past five months, had been working from 6.30 a.m. till about 9 p.m. doing data entry. I'd I'd hand her a, a stack of papers like that every single day, and she would just have to manually do data entry for every single thing. And then three months later, like well, it was like five months later, but three months after we were married, the business goes under and she's like, I did all that work for nothing and I didn't get paid a dollar for it. Mm. So, like, I mean, that wasn't really a, a friction point, but, like, I look at that as a failure in my life upon her, you know, because the business went under, they they did all that. And it, it was a very, very hard hard time in my life. So... How did you deal with all of that emotionally? Um, I so I might be a little heartless, but I just keep working. That's uh, my coping mechanism. Is all about working, and working more, and working harder, and busting my butt on other things. So my coping mechanism, how I dealt with that failure, failure was I said, "Hey, this is a failure." I gave myself, you know, one pity day. I think my wife and I went to Disneyland to celebrate the failure of mm-hmm. how we both lost a million dollars in a couple of weeks. And, uh, you know, we then, you know, picked up, we actually moved. Uh, we were living in Southern California at the time. We literally, the business went under on a Tuesday. We had sold everything and we moved on Sunday. Wow. Oh, wow. So we moved very, very fast. I, I believe you should fail fast and start getting going on the next thing as mm. quick as possible. I I'd rather have uh, a bullet to the head than three in the chest. Uh, and I think a lot of people, uh, when they experience failure, you know, sit and dwell on it and look back in the past and what they could have done. There's a million things I could have done differently with this business, and I will never know if I had made a different mistake. You know, a different. You know, answer during that last board meeting where I made a mistake that ultimately ended the company. had I made that other mis- you know that other choice, would the company still be in business today? potentially, I'll never know, but like but you, don't you dwell just- on that. yeah, I don't dwell on that like that's a decision that that we made as a company I made and it ultimately ended up leading to our failure. Would we have failed anyways, probably, but I think. You know, you just have to get past this failure. Like, you have to get past it in your own mind. And I believe you are your hardest critic. And like, a million people can tear you down, but you tear yourself down more than anybody else. And if I can get past that in my own life, that's when success will start happening again.
2: So what were some of the, the, the lessons you learned from this failure? Because I think one of the best things you can do in a failure situation is learn from it, I, <laughs> yeah. uh, if you're gonna go down, you might as well learn something from the experience. So what were what some of the uh, lessons that you learned from, yeah. uh, from some of your failures?
1: So, so probably the, in, in this circumstance, organize, uh, <laughs> the biggest lesson that I learned is that I need to know my numbers at all times. It doesn't matter where I am of what I'm doing, I always need to know my numbers of my business. So when I purchased the the company, I didn't know the numbers. And that ultimately really hurt me in the end. And like any business owner, if you're not paying attention to every single metric in your business, if you don't know your numbers, like, you will ultimately fail. It's kind of like on Shark Tank. They're always like, what are your numbers? I don't know if any of you watchers or <laughs> listeners watch Shark Tank, but I watch it a lot. Like, you have to know your numbers, know every detail of your business. And I feel had I known that, it would have helped me out. So now in my business, my current business, I know all my numbers. I know how much money is going out, how much money is coming in, what's going on, what's going on in every single aspect of the business. I mean, that would be number two, is know, know what's going on in the people behind your business's life. So, like, pay attention a little bit. Like, you know, if this person, like it is in your company and they're going through a financial situation, try and know about that. I mean, you can't know everything, but like try and know like that they had this happen or that happened or that their mom died or things like that. It just helps you seem a little bit more real in your life and in your business. And that ultimately helps them work harder for you. And that, I mean, had I known that a little bit more and paid attention to the human aspect behind my business, that also could have helped a little bit more.
0: There's a lot of pressure to only talk about our successes. I mean, everyone's trying to, yeah, a powerful brand and show the world how, um, you know, how, how successful they are because success just seems to breed more success. So you have to appear successful to be successful. How does, how does failure fit into that narrative? So, um,
1: I think failure, I mean, failure's a part of life. I mean, we we have to just take it and just deal with it. Like, you know, I yeah, I I've failed over and over and over and it's getting past that and standing back up that makes us who we are today. And I feel like in our lives, you know, a, it, do, it doesn't have to be a big, epic failure. You know, this company, oh, millions of dollars, this, like, that, like, it, it doesn't matter. Like, it could be, you know, as simple as, you know, a failure with your family in the morning. Like, you and your, your spouse or significant other had a fight. And you just need to resolve that. It could be you got mad at your kids, and that's, a, that's like a mini failure. Or, you know, you said something that you shouldn't have in an email. I mean, I, I get that one all the time. Those are my mini failures that yeah. happen every single day where, you know, I I write something and, you know, I'm a very direct person. So, you know, I, I would say those are things that you just have to get past and really just make it right.
0: Do you feel that we need to talk about our failures more or, um, you know, bring any attention to this or does it just distract from... You know, what we're trying to do with, with our businesses?
1: Um, I feel that people gravitate more towards successes. So I, write, I blog a lot and I write a lot. And if I write about failure, uh, it'll get 1,000 views. But if I write about success, it'll get 10,000 views. So, and that's with everybody across the board. And you can just multiply those numbers or divide those numbers by whatever you get. Usually that's what I find. What I find when I mix, like I had a little bit of failure and I did this, like that's Mm. when I start getting like true success in my life is when I mix like, Hey, I had this failure and it ultimately led to my success. And that's what really, really helps me and helps my writing and helps my readership and viewership is when I say, Hey, I failed here and then I succeeded. And here are the things that I did that really made me successful, it's that motivation that people really, really like and that people want to hear. They don't want to f- hear about your failure of a life. They want to hear about your success of a life and what you did to get there. Does that make sense?
2: Yeah, so so people respond more to your success stories, but it, you, do we need to learn more how to incorporate those failures into our success stories and show I how totally
1: that... Yes, yes, yes. Uh, You want to really incorporate, like, here's a low point in my life and here's the steps that I did to get over it to become successful and you can do that too. People don't want to hear about, uh, like, low point. Like, the thing about failure is if you talk about it all the time, like, that's what's going to be part of your life and that's going to be ingrained and people don't want it, like, how it it's it's the person at the party who always talks about how crappy their life is nobody likes being around that person eventually we end up putting up with it a lot but it's the successful person at the thing that talks about like oh hey i wasn't popular but here's the five things i did to become popular first of all i became friends with that guy that guy that guy and that's how i became popular in high school like they want to hear the success stories so I wouldn't say, like, don't focus on your, your negative, but focus as much as you can on the positive because people want to become, be around positive people. I mean, it's kind of like the, you are your five best friends. If your five best friends are always talking about negative things and the failures in their life, like, you ultimately will have that in your life. But if it, you're talking about success, like, as much as you can talk about the epic successes in your life, and how you learn from failure. Sorry, that was kind of iterating a couple points on that that thing, but like I, I can't iterate like how much better like success does for you. And we're not all successful like in business, but we are successful in other things in our life. And like although like some listeners might be listening to this and be like, oh I'm a complete failure in my life. Like for example my mom is a great example who she thinks her life is a failure. Like every day, she's at a dead end job that she hates, and she's at this and that. But I just look at it and I'm like, well, one, you raised me. That's a pretty awesome, like, success. <laughs> so why are you talking about all the other stuff when your son and daughter are successful and they're doing well, and like you, you live a great life? But so many people fo- like her focus on the negative when she doesn't realize, like, oh my word, like I did this or. You know, those moms out there who are raising kids or dads that are raising kids or, you know, you put out a blog post today. That's a huge success. Like, you did this today. Like, it, live in the little successes in your life because that's what makes you a better person and will ultimately lead to you becoming more successful is when you, again, your biggest critic is staring at you in the mirror. So the more successful that person can be and know you are, I mean, I'm not saying fake it till you make it, but fake that person out in the mirror until you make it because that's your biggest critic.
2: So I like this idea of um, having success in different areas of your life and not trying to say, oh, well, if I'm not as success as this other person is in this one area, then I must be a failure. How do you get beyond that? How do you get to the point where you're not always comparing your failures to other people's successes.
1: Yeah. So whenever I talk about this, I tell people, stop comparing your chapter one to my chapter 20. Really, like I'm at a different chapter in my life. And whoever you're comparing yourself to is at a different chapter and a completely different book. So like you really got to just compare yourself to you and become success and define success in your own life. And be happy for your own successes. Again, stop comparing yourself to me or to anybody else. Compare yourself to you and know that you're doing awesome. And if you're failing at some aspects, work at it just a little bit every single day. Like, like for example, a success for me is going to the gym. And Hmm. now I used to say, I'm going to go to the gym for five minutes, uh, for an hour every single day. I'm going to wake up at 5.30. I'm going to do this. Now... I think of it very, very differently. I think of I'm going to get up and put on my gym clothes because that to me is part of getting to my success. And once I have my gym clothes, I'm like, oh, let's just make it to the gym. <laughs> and I'll wor- and all, if I make it to the gym, that's all I need to do. I, I define that as success. And then when I get to the gym, I'm like, oh, man, I can work out. And sometimes I work out for 15 minutes. Sometimes it's two hours. But it's, it's putting on those gym shorts and that gym shirt and getting to that success in my life. And like in our own lives, like setting little mini goals and becoming successful at mini goals that we can accomplish. If you're going to write a blog post and like that, like you're, you're, you're writing, like a success is writing a title. Because once you get the title done, a lot's easier. Or it could even be opening up your laptop. Again, success and like getting to success, define little steps of success along the way if you're struggling with that. Now, if you're an extremely motivated person like me, just start.
0: I really like what you're saying about redefining success so that it makes sense for you and so it's achievable. And so you take... A, you know, a positive approach to everything that you're working on instead of a, uh, you know, a negative approach. Uh, my goal is too high. I keep failing. Why do I keep failing? You have the power to change the parameters of what your success is. And I think that's really important.
1: Yeah, thanks. So, so I, I asked, I want to ask you guys the question too. What's success for you guys? <laughs>
2: Right now, success for me is <laughs> I got on this blab, so even though I had surgery <laughs> yesterday,
1: so yeah, that's nice my work.
2: success. <laughs> Gay You're for good. me, I'm not wearing any makeup and I look terrible, but hey, I'm you here. Look right. You
0: look great. <laughs> <right>. You're here. <laughs> well, for me, I've got a lot of different things that I'm working on. So success success looks different depending on what it is that I'm doing. Um, for for adulting, I mean. Success for me is just getting people to enjoy what we're putting out there and getting feedback saying, "Yeah, this makes a lot of sense. You're doing you're doing something really helpful here and I appreciate it." That's yeah. all I need for success. That's right. Good. I like
1: that. So, so for you guys, what are things that you struggle with in your life as far as failure? <laughs> that you feel you're a failure on? And then I will explain how I would go after
0: that. <laughs> sure, sounds
1: good. Miranda, why don't you start?
2: <laughs> <laughs> no, I think you should start.
1: <laughs> I'm putting you on the spot, guys. Oh my goodness. This is no, like um, on the spot.
2: No, right, right now, uh, one of my biggest issues is just uh, trying to get everything done that I want to do. One of the things that I'm struggling right right now is uh, I have these cool projects I'm working on, like adulting. And these cool things that I want to do, but they don't pay anything right now, and so I still yeah. need to earn money, right, with the freelance writing. So I think my biggest okay. struggle right now is I want to do these cool things, but I don't get to devote as much time to them as I would like because you know that whole eating food and clothing my son deal. So
1: the whole clothing the children is hard, right?
2: I know, um. right.
1: So, I, I mean, on that aspect, I mean, that's, that's a tough one. I'm, I'm sorry I have to deal with that. Uh, again, I mean, I would just say take it one step at a time. Um, things that I do to deal with that too because, again, most of the stuff that I do is for free as well. Uh, I mean, I make all my money in that and here's what I have to do. I mean, you can't even see how, like, my arm actually extends like 40 feet that way, which is not humanly possible. <laughs> Um, I find that the things that help me with that is prioritize things that make me money first, um, and get them done as as quickly as possible. I uh, I use a thing called Asana to keep track of tasks. Um, <laughs> We're laughing I because it's- I.
2: <laughs> I don't like Asana.
1: I'm, I know. Whatever it, it is, whatever, whatever it is, whatever it is. I've been trying to get tasks. me to
2: use this for like 2 years now and I'm just like, I know. I can stop. "No, I
1: can't I hate
0: it.
1: I use this money to keep track of tasks and I I prioritize my time. I also block out me time mm-hmm. uh every single day where I can focus on me and I also um I tend to, I, I'm blanking on the thing, but I actually have a filter on my computer that does not allow emails, social media sites to be accessed or anything to come past that blocks out my time and I don't have the password to it. So I can't turn it off. Um, (laughs) That is awesome. So, and I have that on my laptop. Now I still can on my phone, but I try and tend to, uh, Block out usually three to four hours every single day. Now those tend to be in the earlier hours of the day um, where I block my computer because I know I can't do it myself, but I block my computer for any chat or social media at nice. all. So I can't even get on them because I find myself uh on Facebook and I'll waste twenty minutes. And then three hours later I'll be like, oh, one notification came in and I'll waste ten minutes. And then I sit and scroll through and then Instagram, I'm like, oh, there's a friend. Oh, cool. Somebody commented. And then 10, 15 minutes later, you're like, oh, dang it. Just wasted 15, 20 minutes like on something stupid that I didn't need to do. It's, so
0: yeah. I find That's that amazing. amazing.
1: It's amazing how much time you spend on that crap. Yeah. On unheeded crap. So I would say prioritize your things. And figure a time when you shut off all chat, all emails, all everything, and you focus on the important tasks that you need to get done. I always conquer the tasks that I hate most first uh, because we all hate doing that one thing. Like, oh, my word, I don't want to do that today. And we put it off till 11 at night. We all do it. And then it's right before bed. We're like, "Oh, oh, I have to do that. There's. I have no, I have to do that. I promised that would be done. So we we go do that and we put it off and it takes like 15 minutes or 30 minutes and then it's done. I prioritize those first um, because then my whole day is a lot less stressed and I can accomplish a lot more because all day you're thinking about that stupid task you have to do. You're putting it off, putting it off and the emotions building, the emotions building and when you get it done, it's like, oh, all of a sudden that stress is off your head. So that's what I would recommend to you.
2: Yeah. Awesome. Yeah, that's, that's, how about you? You're up. Hey, okay, Harlan, your turn. Uh,
0: the one thing I've been struggling with recently is um, getting a uh, getting a virtual assistant to help me and figuring out exactly what I need to do to tell him or her how to get started and get and help me get to the point where I can. Um, you know, I can, th- that will allow me to have the freedom to, to work on a higher level on the things that I want to work on. But I just haven't been able to um, figure out exactly how to get started. So yeah. that's a big struggle of mine. So one
1: recommendation there, I've had lots of virtual assistants and I find the may- the more I pay my virtual assistant, the better they are. <laughs> so if you're paying <laughs> $2 an of- hour, if you're mm-hmm. paying $2 an hour for a virtual assistant, expect expect a $2 an hour commitment. Sure. If you're paying $25, $30 an hour, expect a $30. If you're paying $100 an hour, expect a $100 commitment. Right. Um, I, I found that very true, so hopefully that'll help you out. Like uh, Again, that's not always the true case. Like The more you pay somebody, the better they'll be. But I have found assistants that are paid a little bit more mm-hmm. seem to get it a lot more. And, uh, you know, my assistant right now has a salary. She lives in the U.S. She actually is in the office in California. She helps me out and Mm -hmm. she works 24 hours, 24-7 around, but I pay her very, very well. And she'll do anything for me, any task. She'll just figure out how to do it. And literally I could just be like, hey, do this, and they'll figure it out. Yeah, that's great. But I haven't always had that. I had the $2 assistant for like, three years and she was in the Philippines. I still like send some stuff to her, but it was very, very frustrating finding her and being like, Oh, I I don't have this. I don't have that. Um, Right. That can be very, very daunting. And again, this, all of this just leads back to a little bit more success. Like the Mm -hmm. more successful I've been, it's the people around me that make me more successful. Mm -hmm. You know, it's, it's the people that I work with. It's my team. Like, for example, like on do, like it's our programmers, it's our writers. It's the, it's the people like behind our company that, that make us who we are and that are helping us grow it. Like I can't do it all myself. The more I can delegate and work with other people, the better I become and the more successful I am. And like, I just say like to all those, the people that work with me and us and like, they're part of my family, they're part of my team, and, like, they are what makes me
0: successful. Yeah, that's. I think that's a great note to uh, wrap up on. Um, any, any final thoughts? Uh,
1: from me or Miranda? You. <laughs> <laughs> that's what I figured. Definitely uh, you. <laughs> I, I would just say, like, like, to all the listeners out there and watchers, like, success is defined by you. Stop comparing yourself to other people. Like compare yourself to yourself. Look in the mirror and be happy with what you have. If what you have is just a little bit of a little bit of success or a little bit of failure, like be happy with who you are and what you're doing. And that that will help you become more successful in your life. So I I I mean that's that's simple, but like stop comparing your your chapter one to my chapter twenty. Stop comparing yourself to others, thinking you're not a success because you're forty five years old and don't have a house and have this and have that look at look at your life and be like, "You know I have these different things in my life. I should be extremely happy you know I just be happy with who you are to find success in your own in your own life and then become more successful at that <laughs>
0: <laughs> Makes a lot of sense. All right. Well, um, John, thank you for joining us today to talk about this. It's been uh, an awesome discussion. Um, I think everyone's going to love it, or everyone has loved it. If they were watching live. Um, and uh, join us, uh, join us for our next blab. Um, it's scheduled, so you just look at Adulting TV on blab, and you'll see uh, what we have coming up. Miranda, do you know offhand uh, where the next one is? I don't have my um. spreadsheet i don't either.
2: <laughs> come on man i'm in a drug addled state you should not be springing this on me
0: <laughs> no it's i'm sorry I've, I've got it i've got it coming i wish it had like a flashing screen so we could totally I have know. fun with <laughs> and the spreadsheet isn't opening but anyway it's going to be on our twitter it's going to be on our uh blab profile it's going to be uh Uh, on our Facebook, on our website, you'll be able to find the information there and replay will be live soon. So thank you everybody who is listening and we'll see you next time. Thanks guys.
2: Thanks. Thanks.
0: Thank you for listening to adulting. Find resources for this episode or download other episodes at adulting.tv.